0: Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschel and Paige Kieschel.
1: Good afternoon, Paige. Hi. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm fine. Awesome. So, um, this episode is going to be a little different. I do... um, a lot of work with my clients um, by figuring out what their processing mobilities are. Um, and so this isn't really something Paige and I have necessarily discussed, um, because it's a coaching tool and you know you can't coach your own kid. Um, and so um, but she's she it's a really important tool, and I think a good thing for people to know about themselves and to have this awareness about themselves. So um <clears throat> Processing modalities are really similar to learning styles or what some people might think of as learning styles. We'll call them that in coaching because you're processing information all the time, not just when you're in a classroom learning. Learning styles also only consist usually of visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. And there's actually lots of different ways that we process information. And a lot of us use them in combination. So Paige, what we're going to do is we're going to um, go through the different modalities. We're going to identify ones that you think are strengths for you. Um, so usually when I work with a client, I rate them on a strength scale. So this is a strength for me. This is something I'm competent at or something that this is like a weakness for me. I don't, like the skill, I don't use the skill. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I also rate them on a sensitivity scale. So, um, like, this is something I'm a little hypersensitive to, or this is something I'm tolerant of, or this is something I'm hypo sensitive to. So hypo meaning like you're not noticing something, you know, sort of like. Jack, sort of like Jack, is visually hyposensitive, right? We could move something and he like doesn't notice forever. Um, but you notice when I move things around a lot, right? So um, so we'll just jump in. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you can um, take the definitions and figure out what your own strengths are, what your own sensitivities are, Um and then the reason I do this with my clients is so that we can then identify tools or strategies that are using their strongest modalities. And so that's, that's the purpose of knowing why, or that's the, the why of um, you'd want to know which ones of these are your strengths. So <clears throat> we'll do the first um, three that are included in learning styles first. So um, auditory really means that you need to hear instructions or um, hear what's being said. So for all of these modalities, I would say people often um, use use language of the modality that is strong for them, right? So for auditory, they might say, oh, I hear what you mean. Um, Or they might sometimes just make rhythmic sounds or noises when they're thinking. Right. Um, they might also just like to rhyme words, or they focus by listening, or they appreciate um, music or sounds in nature, or they might prefer audiobooks or podcasts. Right? That's how they best get information into them. Um, what do you think, Paige? Is that a a, a processing modality that you think you're using?
0: Maybe sometimes. So I don't
1: think it's my main one. So maybe competent. Yes. Right. You can, right? Are there um, so it's a competent skill, which is good. Um, <clears throat> is it something that you're hyper or hypo sensitive to? Are there sounds that bother you or sounds that you like don't even notice, or can you easily block out or don't notice things?
0: maybe hypersensitive to some sounds
1: like what kind of sounds
0: like alexis's sounds her plethora (laughs) of noises and uh when people chew super loud and i'm like next to them and they're like yeah
1: it's not a great sound
0: all i was trying not to do it to help you all out but (laughs) y'all know what I'm trying to say like when someone's chewing out loud and it's like that gross sound
1: yeah um it's definitely something
0: I'm super hypersensitive to um like when a chair like squeaks like when when my boyfriend and I went to like this ice or this I think it was was some sort of restaurant and we were sitting on a table that had cement and Mm -hmm. the chair like moved I moved the chair out and the chair was made out of metal but it was on a cement floor like a hard cement so it screeched and I like cringed out sure certain like that noise
1: so like a certain pitch of noise bothers you and that hit that pitch okay So, so um okay Right, so. Um, so
0: what do I put? Like,
1: how just, do I mark it? Oh, I just like write that you're competent and hypersensitive next to it. Um. So Paige has a chart that she's filling out while we're talk- talking about these. Um. She's never done this exercise with me, so let's do um kinesthetic next. So, so this means that you need to move in order to focus or understand. And um, so this would be like, um, this can really be like two different kinds of things in my mind. So people who need to do like big, heavy exercise in order to be able to sit down quietly for a while, they need to like get that energy out in advance. But more often what it is, which I find for my clients is that it is like, they need to move while they're learning something or while they're processing information, right? So this could be people who like really uh, juggle like their foot, foot bobbers, right? Their leg might be moving a lot or they might prefer to use a standing desk and they move back and forth where they're standing and they might pace when they're on their phone or they might swivel in their chair, um, right? They need to do some kind of movement in order to... To uh, process information. So, Paige, who's swinging back and forth in her
0: chair right now? Um,
1: <laughs> Paige, what do you think about this
0: modality? I, I think that's the one I do.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely a strong one for you. Um, cool. And um, do you have any kind of sensitivities to movement? or pretty tolerant i
0: mean i occasionally walk on my tippy toes but right
1: that's not really a sensitivity though i mean unless you're walking on your tippy toes because you don't like the texture or something but that wouldn't be i do that's actually a different modality if you're doing it because of the texture um and also a really autistic thing to do um so The next one is visual. So this is that you need to... What? You
0: missed
1: one. I know. We'll go back. I'm not doing them in order. Um, Just let me guide you. Relax. So the next one we're going to do is visual. So this is that you need to see an object in order to concentrate or comprehend on it. So this might also mean like you need to see the text of a book in order to understand, like, you don't want somebody to read it to you. You want to like see it yourself. Right. But, um, so these might be people who say, Oh, I see what you mean. Or they are people who take in their environments really well. They're very detailed about what's what's in their environment. They notice things, They might prefer to watch videos to um, learn how to do something. If they're reading like a textbook, they might go directly to a graphic that's on the page and get out as much information from that graphic and then either read or not read the rest of the text. The graphic might be enough for them or all they're willing to do. Who knows? Um, Right. So um, what, what do you think about that visual?
0: I mean maybe sometimes. I know like at work I like to be able to like see all of the like different like well when we pick stuff and it's on a, what we call a run, I like to be able to hold and see all of the runs and then see like the people that I have. If someone's telling me all of this information, I can't really form a plan. I have to be able to like hold it and see it in order to right. make a decent plan.
1: So that sounds so, like it's a, a definitely a strength that you're using. Um, and what about, so a sensitivity to this might look like, um, it could look like lots of things right so it could be like the person who like gets up and straightens a pitcher from across the room because the cricket but it could also be like somebody who's really bothered by like bright lights or somebody who um you know like when you guys used to dress yourselves and you'd come out and your clothes didn't match and I was like oh my god my eyes <laughs> that was because of my own visual sensitivity
0: oh, you're being serious no like it literally hurt my eyes um just joking
1: no it was hurting my eyes um actually hurt. literally hurting my eyes um right so um Right. But it's also like my hypersensitivity to it is also what allows me to like hang a picture without like having to measure anything because I can find the middle of a wall without like just by looking at the wall, I know that's the center of the wall. Right. So um a hyposensitivity is like what I was saying about Jack, right? Like we remove something and he doesn't notice or um or you know, when you, um, over time, sometimes people come become less sensitive to something and it becomes like the background to them, like part of their landscape, it's always there, so they don't notice it anymore, right? So people aren't noticing visual, visual stuff, right? So what do you think? Sometimes maybe I'm a little
0: sensitive to like Lights and stuff, or like flashing lights.
1: Yeah, flashing lights for sure. I can think of
0: something else you're visually
1: sensitive to. Really? Alexis's wardrobe. So, right? Brilliant. It's so bright, right? Those colors.
0: All of those bright colors.
1: Right? Alexis dresses in really bright colors, and those are just not, not for you. <laughs> right? So, So definitely like certain colors you're adverse to. (laughs) Um, Cool. All right. So um, I'm going to talk about these next two together. Um, So there's verbal, which is that you need to talk in order to work out thoughts or feelings. So this could be somebody who like talks to somebody at work to figure out a strategy to how to do something, but it could also be like somebody who talks to a friend or a family member to work out feelings. But it's the actual act of talking that's helping your thinking, right? So you're externalizing your thinking through dialogue. Um and then there's written, which is somebody who needs to read something to comprehend it or somebody who needs to write something to work it out. So that could be people who write um, to make a decision. So it might just be that they're writing a pro con list, Um, but it could also be like somebody who keeps a journal. Do one or both of those sound like you? I
0: mean, Sometimes I'll like talk while I'm thinking,
1: Mm-hmm. A lot. like to yourself,
0: yeah, to myself, or to just like anything yep. that's in the room, and not necessarily someone that can hear. Uh
1: huh. Um, yeah, that's definitely a strain, right? You, Jack, does that too, right? He talks to himself all the time. Um, Dad talks to himself all the time. Yes, they're all verbal processors. Um, What about the written one? Does that sound like you? Or is that more of a weakness?
0: It's more of, I mean, like, I don't write pro-con lists to make a decision.
1: Do you write anything for any reason? Like, do you write to, like, make a to-do list? Or do you write to, like...
0: I'll write to remember something or to, like, make a to-do list. Okay.
1: so, maybe a Sometimes. competent skill, but you're not your go to. So, then there is, um, this tactile. So, tactile is, um, It's more about the sense of touch. So um, it's about like you need to touch or feel an object in order to understand or comprehend something. So these are people who really like hands-on learning. They are people who um, understand while touching. So here I am sitting playing with my silly putty. Um, right, and it's very much about the texture of the silly putty, and not that I'm moving my hands. Right, so that that would be the difference between kinesthetic and tactile. Is that I enjoy, and what's helping me is the texture of the silly putty, which is why silly putty is my only fidget. Right, you have lots of fidgets, but you do enjoy the texture of them. That's important to you, because I know we've had that conversation. Um, sensitivities to tactile could be they can be lots they could be like people who um, people who are sensitive to either hot or cold temperature or people who um, only dress for comfort or people who don't like to sit in like a traditional hard kind of desk chair because it's so uncomfortable, they cannot focus, right? It's so distracting. <clears throat> and, but it can also be, um, you know, a hyposensitivity to that would be like not noticing if you're hot or cold or not noticing that, you know, like um, that you uh, have food on your face or not noticing that you um, like one pant leg is up higher than the other, that would drive me nuts, but some people don't notice those things, right? So um, what do you think about that tactile modality?
0: maybe that it's strong
1: yeah very strong i would say because you always have a fidget with you texture is really important to you strong hypo
0: and hypersensitive
1: yes nice pickup you are both different parts of your body right are hyper or hypo sensitive um so um Just, like, what are you noticing about that? Why did you say it's both?
0: Because um, well, when, it's, when it's cold outside and if, like, the last time that it snowed and I was all cold, even though I had a hoodie on and my leather jacket, I still was complaining that I was cold and that it was freezing and you called me a wimp. <laughs> and then, I'm
1: sure I was teasing. Don't then, make me sound like a bad mother.
0: I am sorry. And then... Um sometimes I won't notice if some stuff it gets too hot.
1: Absolutely. Um like I I've noticed that like you're definitely one of those people that doesn't notice if there's food on your face. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, but you're also like you only dress for comfort. You won't wear you you just flat out refuse to wear something that's not comfortable. Um, and you've always, for years, you've always had like a lap table so that you could sit at, even when you were like middle school and high school, you had that lap desk so that you could sit on your bed to do your homework because sitting at a desk was like not your favorite place to be. Um, understandably, I don't like it either. I'm sitting in a nice cushioned desk chair, um, right. So I would say that's both you know, hypo and hypersensitivity, but a really strong tactile um, modality. It's very, it it is really strong. strong. Yes. So then the other ones are really more about like your thinking style. I'd say if I was like coaching somebody about this, we would examine these even fuller because we have like a much longer conversation, but We don't want to make people listen to this forever. Um, So I can explain all the other ones all at the same time. And then you can tell me like, which ones sound like you or not like you. Um, Right. So there's conceptual, which is that you need like a global understanding to know where all the pieces of something fit together. But I would also say that like this, Conceptual one is usually people who are anchored by principles or science. They really like to understand the reasons behind something. So they really like the why of whatever, um, whatever they're either processing or learning about. They're generally people who ask lots of questions. Um, um, They're always looking for the connections or the pieces that are missing. Um, And then there's the emotional modality, which is people who need a strong, positive emotional connection in order to process or learn something or focus. So this might be people who really value um, relationships of all kinds, right? Um, I always think of like the kid who doesn't like math, but they like their math teacher. And because, you know, like maybe their math teachers like their soccer coach and they love soccer and they love their coach, but they don't like math, but they still do their homework because that relationship with that coach slash teacher is important. Um, Right. So there are also people who like have really um, strong, sentimental attachments. So sometimes to people, sometimes to places, sometimes to animals, sometimes to um, objects, right? So there are lots of strong attachments. And then there's intuitive, which is exactly what it sounds like. People that are receiving spontaneous insight or flashes of information um, that compel them to do something that feels right, I always say to my clients that have ADHD though that there's a real difference between <clears throat> excuse me between this intuitive modality and ADHD impulsivity.
0: That um hold on. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I had a cough. Um that impulsivity is going to look like, I see it, I want it, I do it. And this intuitive um, modality might be like, I have these two choices. And they, but I'm more drawn to this one that feels more right, like very often in their body. So like in their chest or in their gut, it feels like the right choice. And it's not an impulse. Right. So um sometimes when I explain that people are like, oh, I'm in I'm that one, but then they're like, oh no, that's that's impulsivity, right? So so conceptual has client break it down the other day. So in, in conceptual facts, um uh um, emotional is emotions, right? And then in uh the the um, intuitive is like insight or guts, right? Um, what do you What do you think, Paige?
0: Mm, emotional.
1: <laughs> Tell me more about that.
0: I don't.
1: Why do you think it's emotional? What makes you say emotional? What what resonated with you?
0: I have attachments to things and people.
1: You do. Do those attachments or people um, inspire you to do things?
0: Sometimes.
1: It certainly did today. What'd you do today?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, <sighs> it did. So, so I guess to do things or to not do something.
1: Yeah, for sure. Right. So tell me what, what was your oh, yeah, aha moment.
0: Oh, because my boyfriend and I plan on going to the zoo tomorrow. But on my, ow, on my calendar thing, it said that cleaning. And then on Saturday, it said finish cleaning. It was like, nay, nay. I want to hang out with my boyfriend all day tomorrow, so I'm gonna get up early, which I did do.
1: You did indeed.
0: And and I'm gonna start cleaning so then I can get all my stuff done so I can be with him tomorrow, because I'd right. much rather do that.
1: So you did a bunch of like what people would consider to be really boring ADHD tasks today, yeah, it was right? Not, not right, fun. yeah. You cleaned your room, you cleaned the kitchen, you cleaned the bathroom, you did your laundry.
0: No, not yet.
1: Laundry's laundry not, not quite, been done. Well, before. you washed it though. You washed I and dried washed it. It's so laundry's half done. Um so very often um people are using um not using one of these modalities at a time. They like they're paired or sometimes even tripled, right? So Today, when you were cleaning, what modalities were you using? Mm -hmm. What was the pairing?
0: The motion, um, kinetic, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and aesthetic, and tactile.
1: There's another one. Visual. What was in your ears?
0: Oh, auditory music. Auditory. Ears? Yeah.
1: So even though auditory isn't a strong, like it's not your strength. You wouldn't be like, I don't learn information. I'm going to listen to something. You use auditory all the time Is like a I like to
0: listen to support
1: them. one, right? So you walk. That's even how you read books sometimes, right? You walk mm-hmm. and you listen.
0: Yes.
1: Right? So that, that's a pairing. So um So auditory, which is a weaker skill, you're often pairing with something kinetic. Um, What other pairings can you think of? Just think about like your day at work. What, What ones might you be pairing that you weren't noticing that you were pairing before? Verbal and uh, the movie one. The kinesthetic. Yeah, the moving one. <laughs> okay, so verbal and kinesthetic. Yeah. For sure, right? Um, what else? What other ones do you pair often together? So we said earlier that you, that auditory was like a competent skill for you, but not a go-to. And then we just talked about how you're supporting it with the kinesthetic one. So we also said like written was not your favorite. How, what, now that you know more about these, what would you maybe pair that with?
0: The writing one?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. The written. What could you pair it with to make it? to support it if you had to use it.
0: Kinesthetic.
1: Yeah, that's like your go-to, isn't it? Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Moving around and walking.
1: Yeah, right? So so just like moving in general is super important to you, as is the tactile, right? So what are you doing right now?
0: Oh, I'm... Playing with a, I'm rolling my pen in between my hands.
1: Why would you like? You're taking well, notes about it's, this, but it's
0: tech Well, you guys can't see it, but it's a textured <sighs> pen. It has like, I don't know. It's like spirally kind of, but it's like I don't know. It has a fun texture, and I don't have anything else to play with up here.
1: Right. So There's that pen in general. So that pen's helping you write because yes. of the texture, but also. You're super excited about the pen. You sort of have an attachment to the pen itself because you're bringing in this strong interest from right. It's a Hogwarts-themed it's pen,
0: a Gryffindor pen. It's a Gryffindor. There's a, a lion on it,
1: right? Which you were super excited about when we first got on the call. That's not on the recording, but you were like, "Look at my pen!" Right? So there's there's the emotional, the written, and the tactile all together, right? So clients often will find um, that there's all these things that they weren't aware of that that they are doing that really helps support them, right? And so um, when you're thinking of strategies, you can then say like, oh, what can I do that's tactile that will help me do X? Or what can I do that's kinetic that will help me do whatever boring tasks that I have to get through that I don't want to do, but I have to do because I live in a neurotypical world. Um, Right. So I don't know. Would you, would you learn about yourself?
0: About the the written one and the auditory one.
1: Okay. What'd you learn like, about them?
0: Well, no, just that they were there. I like knew that the other ones existed. Like oh. I've I've known that I, we've known that I've been a kinesthetic learner since I was little. Yes. That's literally how we used to study for spelling spelling tests.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We used and, to do.
0: Um kinesthetic I pace all the time and it stresses you and dad out for whatever reason um it's a
1: visual it's my visual sensitivity um, yeah right
0: i've always been an emotional person Mm -hmm. i've always been tactorily sensitive i i talk often
1: indeed (laughs) right so I always tell my clients when we leave a session to like just spend the next week to like be more aware of what you're doing, just to see if they can find new pairs that are working really well. Um, or just be more aware of things that you know are now strengths to support areas that aren't. So I'll tell you to do the same thing, but we're not coaching. So um, but you know, as your mother, I'm telling you. <laughs> you might want to consider doing that because like we said on the relationship episode, you can't tell you what to do. So I will just suggest that it might behoove you to figure that out. Um, Or I had one client who um, my clients have access to like a a document of it. And um, he took it to his girlfriend so that the two of them could figure out what each other's were. Aww. It's really sweet, right? So that when they're helping each other strategize, they can be like, oh, wait, you could do this because you like to move or, oh, wait, you like to do this because you like to think Um, or you like, you know, reasoning or logic, right? So, um, So there's lots of ways to use the information, I guess is my point. So awesome. Do you have any last thoughts, Paige, or are we good? We're good. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at thendtoolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to the neurodiverse toolbox.podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse
0: Toolbox.